Good morning, and thanks for joining us as we dive into this standalone message called Crucial Conversations. I'm here with Maureen, my coworker and friend, and we're just going to unpack what it means to be able to clearly and concisely convey our faith to others. Um, I don't know about you, Maureen, but this has been a lifelong journey yeah. for me. Um, and I see how important it is and how I've grown personally and how now I want my daughter, Scarlett, to be able to confidently and concisely convey her faith to her friends mm -hmm. and the people around her. Um, interesting enough, um, there are five fundamental spiritual disciplines that are crucial for growing faith. And you've probably heard of the being... D diligent in Bible reading, in prayer, Sunday morning attendance, um, listening primarily to Christian music, um, but also the showing and sharing of your faith. Um, the author of this article continues to say that doing all these five things in a child's um, early de developmental stage boosts a young adult's spiritual health score 41% putting the young adult above the 90th percentile of children who then into adulthood will continue to have a close relationship mm -hmm. with God, which I think is, is really important to, to think about that. What we're doing right now in their preliminary years really makes a huge impact on them later in life. Um, and we know that even though we might do all these five things, the mm -hmm. daily prayer, the getting in God's word, listening to Christian music, you know, Sunday morning attendance that we know of people, maybe even in our own families who have decided to then walk away yeah. from the Lord. Um, and, um, but I don't think we should lose sight in the fact that God still wants us to be obedient as, right. as parents to create environments for our families and our kids to grow and to know God more. But that at the end of the day, it really does come to personal choice. Um, Maureen, what are your thoughts about, first and foremost, creating environments yeah. for our children to grow and know God? Yeah, I do believe, I agree with you, that it starts in the home. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to learn to share our faith with other people, it starts with sharing our faith with our children. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I'm one of those parents who, you know, brought the kids in the church and we, we taught them, you know, took them to Sunday school and church every Sunday. We read the Bible, we listened to Christian music, we did all the things, taught mm -hmm. them how to share their faith. And yet I have one child who has chosen to walk away from that and mm -hmm. not serve, serve Christ right now. And I think it's important to recognize that our responsibility as parents is to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. asking Him what He wants you to do, yeah. and then doing those things in the home. Mm -hmm. But it is not our responsibility for the choices that our children mm -hmm. make. Mm -hmm. That's still something that they have to be responsible before Christ for the decisions that they make. We just do our part mm -hmm. in being obedient to the Holy Spirit. So my part now as a parent is to, to let go of that, to still pray for those opportunities, to right. speak into His life if God gives those to me. But I I recognize that it's the Holy Spirit's job mm -hmm. to convict him and bring mm -hmm. him back to faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So today me and Maureen are just going to dive a little bit deeper into that crucial conversation, how to be prepared, how to have the tools in your toolbox to be able to effectively communicate the gospel to the people around you um, and uh, to then pass that on to, to our children. Um, Maureen, you were going to talk about how we have a two-pronged approach. We do. We're going to share first about our own journey in yeah. this whole area and share some mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff. And then we're going to give you some tools to help you so that you can lead your children to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can lead anyone else to Jesus, mm -hmm. um, or at least share 
about Jesus with them and that you can teach your children how to share these things so that they can share with their friends. Does that make sense? We're going to teach the children mm -hmm. the tools, give them mm -hmm. the tools so that they can share their faith with their friends. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing we want to do. And then secondly, we recognize that the Everything that we do has to be under the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make sure that we have time to pray for each of you after this is done mm -hmm. because that's important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that this teaching, if you're listening and you are a, you're not a parent, um, but that this is still so applicable. Like 100%. sharing your faith is for is is for everybody. It, it is our commission from with Jesus as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's look at this short clip of a couple of kids who are passionate about who Jesus is. Who is Jesus to you? Uh, he's my friend and he loves me very much and he's the son of God. Uh, he's, uh, he's my friend and he loves me very much and he's the son of God too. Helen, who is Jesus to you? Um, I think he is, I think he's God and God is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what does he do for you? He helps me. Helps you with what? He helps me with moving my arms and bones. Who is Jesus to me? Jesus is my heavenly father who answers my prayers. All right. He's like a mountain because he feels very big in my heart. He, he, he hears me because he hears me because he, we couldn't find my order for from the greenhouse. And he helped me find the order and he sees me when I'm asleep. So that is fantastic. These kids needed to know who Jesus is to them personally mm -hmm. yeah. before they could share Jesus with anyone else. And we all need to ask that question of ourselves and understand that for ourselves. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you personally? Mm -hmm. Because once we have that personal relationship with Jesus, then we're excited That's about true. him, excited what he's done for us in our lives, and we'll want to share that with, with mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that, Crystal? How do we uh, get to that point where we really know Jesus uh, personally? We know who he is to us. We love him. And we want to share and him. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, first of all, I would say I don't think there's a single person here that that this happens overnight, right. that it yeah. is really a lifetime journey of being obedient to God's promptings in your life, um, to his call, um, that, um, I, I don't know, because of this whole COVID thing, it's come to light that a lot of people are very excited that, for example, hairdressers are yes. an essential service in phase one. <laughs> yeah. Um, people who have uh, particularly gray hairs are like, even like, even my husband, he has to get his hair cut every two weeks. So like, oh. he's really excited that like this, <laughs> that this is a first phase thing. And um, it's funny because we view hairstylists as like an essential service. We wouldn't want to miss any of their appointments. Everybody is, you know, I'm sure like already booked to have an appointment <laughs> with with them. And I, I remember I I booked my appointment with, with my hair lady and it took me a really long time to find my legit hair lady. Um, I call her the hair lady because she has become that, to me, that relationship has grown over time. You know, initially when you start somebody new, um, it's very daunting. I had received this contact from a friend who mm -hmm. referred me to um, this new, new person and, and 
Originally, I was a little bit like, I don't know, but I'm like, whatever, hair grows back, chop, chop, change colors, whatever. So I'll go for it. And um, as I sat in the chair and she did her thing, it, it turned out really good. And then I was like, oh, that's like such a relief because I didn't want it to be awkward between us, whatever. Anyways, and so then I, I left feeling really, really great. And so of course I booked another appointment. And then to this day, you know, I've continued to book appointments with her. And our relationship has just grown from that. And it was all because a friend shared with me um, this contact and, and now she's become my hair lady. And I couldn't help but think, and this is kind of funny, but to think of God as kind of your hair lady. That appointment that you definitely don't want to miss now in COVID. Yes. You definitely aren't missing that first appointment to get your roots touched up. I'm just saying. Um, to, to see that relationship, to take time to foster that relationship by spending mm -hmm. time. I mean, the more time I spent with my hair lady, the more I loved her more and, and was not afraid to to try new things, new haircuts. And it's kind of like the same way with God. The more time we spend with him, the more excited we are about like all the things he's doing in our life and all the prayers he's yeah, answered right. and, and how close we've become to him. That It's just such a natural progression that we want to share that with somebody else and like now I share about my hair lady to like everybody because I think she's the bomb and uh, and it's the same way with God that um that excitement to share um which I think is so pivotal in in growing our faith but people have to see that excitement about like why do they why do they need God Mm -hmm. I think I, I think a lot of us are excited. We we feel like we really love Jesus and we we mm -hmm. appreciate the things He's done in our life and we are excited. Yeah. But there are still things that hold us back. It's true. So what what is like? Why is it that we are sometimes afraid to share our faith in Jesus and tell other people about Him? Um. Well, I think for for me personally, it was the whole thing of having to be like a, a little bit more bold, a little bit more authentic, you know, pulling down some of the barriers of uh, realizing that like, relationships might be affected if I yeah. was a little bit more bold um you know being afraid of like if if a conversation occurred would I have the right words to say mm -hmm. um would I be articulating the bible accurately and I speak would I be representing Jesus yeah. um you know all those things would 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 flood my mind and and kind of cripple me in a sense mm -hmm. that it it kind of overshadowed God's still small voice and that prompting in my heart because I was so worried about what people thought yeah. that I wouldn't act on it. And, um, but I'm just so thankful that God is so gracious and he has lots of patience more <laughs> than, more than we do for ourselves. And that God really has taken me and led me through that, that, uh, time where he took me from just being, just keeping my faith and my beliefs to myself and then mm -hmm. feeling like, okay, that he's equipped me to, to then share with others. Um, Maureen, how has your journey um, kind of evolved? And that's, yeah, you? I've certainly had to grow in that too. Um, so you're such a people person and, and wanting uh, people to love you, right? And, and I get that. And I think that's part of what makes it hard is that you don't want to sacrifice relationships. Yes. Like, you know, they don't aren't my friend, they don't love me like, anymore, what whatever, right? This is my one chance and I bomb it. And now they're not my friend anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah, I grew up with this, this us versus them mentality. Um, that it was the Christians versus the world. Oh. And that we were supposed to keep ourselves away from the world lest they make us unclean, something like that. I was always told my closest friends were supposed mm -hmm. to be Christians. 
But at the same time, it was always drilled into that we as Christians are supposed to be witnesses. We're supposed to be out there evangelizing, mm. like such a big churchy word, eh? And <laughs> I I always felt guilty because mm. I felt like I wasn't telling people about Jesus. Mm. But I didn't know how to do that without just going up and going, you're a sinner and you need Jesus. Because there was That's no a relationship. Blunt. It was all blunt. Yeah, there was no relationship there. And so it's only really been in the last 13 years or so that I've been here mm. at this church. And it's mm. been through Marlo's example and, and his teaching mm. that I've realized that we need to have a relationship with people and people mm. from all walks of life, and, and it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And that it's through building those bridges of relationship mm-hmm. that we earn that opportunity to mm-hmm. share them. That talking to other people about my relationship with Jesus just becomes a natural mm-hmm. extension of talking with them. Mm-hmm. I talk to them about my dog and I talk to them about, you know, what we had for dinner and I talk to them about Jesus because he's such a big part of my life. It just becomes a natural mm-hmm. outflow of that relationship and that conversation. It doesn't have to be weird in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you that it's out of relationship that like organic getting to know you and then, you know, it comes natural that they start asking, you know, what your week looks like. You're like, oh, yeah. actually, yeah, exactly. I go to church on Sundays and those kind of more fluid conversations. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes it's easier to talk to people who I don't know than people who are close to me, like close oh, okay. family yeah. and friends. Um, and, and that's why even like this week, God was challenging me. Like I have certain family members who have moved away. And I was thinking I was walking with Scarlett, which seems to be like our seven o'clock in the morning thing that we do. She was like, wants <laughs> to be outside all the time. Uh, yeah. So just having a two year old anyways, um, as contemplating, um, you know, getting ready to do this message and stuff. And then I just felt like God was like, well, just because somebody moves away does not mean that that's like a cop out for you to be like, Mm. okay, well, I'm not going to like have any more opportunities. And in the moment, I just felt like the Holy Spirit would be like, well, you need to, you need to start praying that you that an opportunity will happen instead of just using it as a cop-out. So I think a lot of times we can come up with a lot of excuses about why, you know, we we shouldn't or we couldn't or we can't or, uh, but it really comes down to the fact that God, that God will uh, enable us. Um, George, Barna states that because culture has changed so dramatically in the past 30 years that people just don't come to, to know Jesus the same way. Like Hmm. it used to be one out of 10 came to know Jesus from church service. Um, But now it really is through that personal relationship with friends and family. And so we can't just use the church as though, oh, the church will do it. But actually the, the whole commission of Jesus, um, to to us is to share our faith with our friends and family and that is actually what we're supposed to do matthew 28 19 you know says go and tell the world preach the gospel tell everybody and i really feel like a big part of that um it is is for the neighbor it's for the um person at the grocery store it is for those friends but it's also for our families like who in our family unit yet does not know jesus we can make assumptions and, and it's tricky because i find that those because we see them all the time, um, we don't want to make any family functions weird. Okay, <laughs> let's not make things more weird and complicated because family is so messy and so complicated. So let's not make it any more complicated. So let's just like, you know, batten down the hatches, maybe not be as transparent, maybe not be as authentic, try to like shimmy around like faith conversations as to not upset anybody or, um, yeah, just, just not rock the boat. Um, but in fact, in actuality that, that friends and family are exactly the people that God wants us to, to minister. And that, um, 
that like Matthew 28 says that we're supposed to make disciples we're supposed to tell everybody and to be a disciple means to to actively want to follow out and seek the Lord and be a follower of his and and that's as much for in our homes um, mm. as for our friends and that not only are we supposed to disciple um, the people in our homes but this is the whole idea of discipling people who then believe and know Jesus personally and then they take ownership of the fact that they're supposed to disciple other people themselves it's this constant so you're discipling people to become disciples. Yes. That can be super encouraging if you're just a parent who's at home with little ones and you feel like you're bogged down and everything, like, what is my purpose? Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? Besides But that's what the Bible diapers. says. Every one of us, our purpose mm -hmm. is to disciple people to become disciples. So that's your purpose as a parent of mm -hmm. little kids. If you don't focus on anything else for the day, focus on discipling that child and focus on discipling them in order to become disciples, which is where we're going later with this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give parents tools that they can teach their mm -hmm. children so that their children can disciple somebody else so they can teach somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so, the grandkids. Grand, guts, don't forget. And that's their grandkids. Grandparents, who's, yes. that's the only influence, yes. Christian influence that's that right. kids have. It's huge. Huge influence, yeah. It's huge. I remember when me and Scarlett um, first were getting to know each other. I mean, Reagan just become first. <laughs> parents and feeling super overwhelmed in the first couple months were you know we're all new to each other yeah. and trying to figure that out and feeling like you know it's super daunting you're trying to do the best you can um but you know you read all the books the blogs the whatever everybody's everybody's, <laughs> everybody's opinion. Opinion. yes 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 <laughs> and it, it's hard to not feel really overwhelmed at like am i doing the right thing uh, of course you know as a parent in the first little while i mean you feel like you're bombing it <laughs> like every, every single day <laughs> um but when it comes to equipping our our children to know jesus and to share him with others I am so um, comforted and encouraged by um, 2 Corinthians 3, 6 that says, number one, that he enables us. Mm -hmm. There's not a self-help book or anything that's going to help me, um, but the Holy Spirit. The yeah. Holy Spirit is number one. He is primary. He's the person that's going to guide us in our conversations to our children, to our neighbor, yes. to, yeah. to all those people. To those random conversations we have um, waiting in the Costco line, that has been my experience. Oh. Um, <laughs> <For you. laughs> um, or on a plane. That yeah. um, he is really going to equip us. Um, to enable us means that he has given all the tools in our toolbox to disciple our children and those around us to make a commitment to follow Christ. Um, so I just challenge you, wherever you are in your home right now, um, if you're in your jammies, whatever you're doing, um, mm -hmm. to just ask God to give you opportunities. Ask God to open yes. your heart to receive and be bold and mm -hmm. step out in those opportunities. And ask God to remind you that he really has enabled you. Yeah. He has enabled you. He has given you all the tools in your tool belt that you need mm -hmm. to disciple your children and encourage them to then disciple their friends. Um, and it, it's so huge because when you choose to step into that, you take ownership of the kingdom. Hmm. You take ownership of the yeah. fact that your mission here on earth, your purpose, like your you were purpose. saying, yeah. Maureen, is to be a minister of the gospel, to share yeah. your faith with others. Yeah. Um, 
back in February, me and you and some of the other pastoral team, we took uh, a workshop from Samaritan's Purse. Oh, yes. mm -hmm. If you're looking for yep. great resources on sharing your faith, Samaritan's Purse yes, has, has so many great, great resources. Yep. Um, and I loved how they broke it down. And this really helped me, yep, me too. change the way that I thought yep, about um, the difference between being a witness versus an evangelist and like yes. you said evangelist c c could be a scary word but we're gonna we're gonna un unravel that yep. a little bit and yep. make it a little less scary yep, but exactly. basically the idea of witness is to show to show by how you act the choices you make um to reflect godly character and everything that you say and you do but um an evangelist is actually sharing giving people an actual yep. opportunity to say yes I want to follow Jesus yes, for the rest of my life. So let's break down the word witness for a moment. So I looked up synonyms on the word witness. Um, and I love that I came across the word eyewitness, which I think mm. is so applicable. To be a witness is to bring people close enough that they become an eyewitness of how what you say and do reflects Christ's character. Um, Furthermore, I see being a witness for Christ as being a process that, you know, on it, it develops as you grow closer to God. He changes your viewpoints on yeah. things. And he's, of course, he's trying to bring you closer to who he is. Mm -hmm. And I would say for many years, I stayed in the witness zone because the witness zone seems safer. Right. It's like waiting yeah. for people to come to me being like, okay, like if I like act this way and, and say these things and like try to live out a way that people see that there's something different in me. I'm waiting for them to come to me yeah. and I kind of use that as a like a little bit of a copo because I was too afraid to be like being really like I don't know yeah. just like that more um that more bold um yeah so Maureen how, how do you feel about okay so we talked a little bit about witnesses okay. the whole thing yeah. about like um showing right. and now can you unravel the witnessing part of sharing? Yes, the evangelist. Oh, the evangelistic part, yeah. Yeah, evangelist to say. I think you're onto something there when you talk about how it's a bit of a cop-out sometimes for us to get stuck in the, well, I'm just showing people with my life. Yes. Right? And I know that there's a very famous saying to uh, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words. But that can be, I understand the the point behind mm -hmm. that is that we don't want to be walking around and saying to people, you need Jesus no, when so our boxes. own lives yeah. are uh, living in sin, something against the Bible that we're not, you know, living out a Christ-like lifestyle, mm -hmm. and yet we're telling people to follow Christ. I understand that's the whole point of, of not, mm -hmm. you know, preaching, you know, let your life live a Christian life. Yeah. But we can't get stuck there. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to just stay at the point of, well, I'm, I'm a good, I'm living a good life because there's a lot of people who are not Christ followers it's at true. all, who live very good yes. lives, who are very unselfish, mm -hmm. who are generous, who give, mm -hmm. who do very good works in this world, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they don't do it because of Jesus. They do it just because God has created people to have that desire yes. to do kind and good things yeah. to other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is where we need to make that differentiation and say we need to be an evangelist also. Mm -hmm. And evangelist is a big scary word. Like it sounds yeah. very churchy and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's really only talking. It's just the talking part of it. It's telling people who Jesus is and what he did for you mm -hmm. and what he can do for them mm -hmm. and then giving that person an opportunity to respond yeah. to that. So it goes hand in hand. You can't have 
the witnessing without the evangelism. That's right. And you can't have evangelism without the witnessing. You need something that looks good and shows good on the outside. Mm-hmm. That shows not that you have to be perfect. Not that you're doing it in your own strength. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all yes. going to blow it sometime and then go, okay, now how do I come back from that? You know, <laughs> it's I, I get that. Um, but that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. But yes. It's, it's just being real with our mm-hmm. words as well and, and talking and saying, mm-hmm. I have Jesus. Here's mm-hmm. an opportunity for you mm-hmm. to, to have him as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did I miss something in there? I feel like I just, you know, shared from my heart, but did I share what we were supposed to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Brendan. Yeah. I'll just edit that. And then I'm going to go into, I got to go into, <laughs> so it, it all, I think what I'm hearing you saying, Maureen, is that it really does all come down to being empowered by the Holy Spirit, that if we put ourselves and we're open to God using us as an instrument to to share God with others um, that, in fact, you know, that God will lead us and mm-hmm. he will show us what to say and um, that he can help us transition from witness to evangelist, evangelist mm-hmm. and that both are so important and yes, so vital. Right. You have to show that your life reflects um, Christ-like character even, you know, we're going to mess up sometimes, but um, to, to to try to strive towards that, yeah. but then also being bold enough that if God gives you an opportunity that you are ready, you have yeah. um, some tools in your tool belt right. to be able to be like, okay, God loved you so much. He sent his one and only son and, and you know, and be able to breathe life and, and that right. good news um, because we do have a hope. And we do have something that the world does mm. not have. And that is the hope of Jesus. And every person mm. needs to needs to know that personally. Um, but interesting enough, as I was doing research, I, I came across this scripture that it, it kind of makes you feel maybe a little uncomfortable because a big word in that scripture verse in 2 Timothy 4, 5 says that we will go through suffering. The verse says, <laughs> but we... But sorry, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Oh, that is a queasy word. Okay, <laughs> do not be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others. You have to work yeah, at it. You have to yeah. um, work your craft. You have to figure out how to convey something concisely and clearly so people understand it's not muddied. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given mm. you. Um, yeah, the word suffer. Nobody mm-hmm. likes that word. Nobody <laughs> likes hard work. It says suffer and, and work, work in yes. the same, the same scripture. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that it does take work and it, and it does take, you know, I had to come to a realization in my, in my own self that, you know what, I, there might be different relationships that I'm in where it might be a little bit of turbulence for a while. Because if mm, I do yeah. act, if I do act on the Holy Spirit's prompting, not my own, but the Holy right. Spirit's prompting that, you know, I need to say something to, to a family member mm-hmm. or to a close friend that I have to trust God that he's going to carry that relationship. Right. What's more important to be obedient or to mm-hmm. try to, to, to keep tight and hold on to that relationship? Yeah, yeah. Like who's the, who's the leader of my life? at the end of the day, right? Who am yeah. I allowing, um, am I allowing God to lead me in those? How much do I really trust him to yeah. navigate trust. these conversations? Trust is huge. Yeah. Right? And so I had to come with the fact, down to the fact that, you know what, that, that God 
if I allow him to be the leader of my life, if I really trust him, he's going to help me navigate through those difficult, mm. difficult conversations. Yeah. And um, that it's so important for me just to be obedient. Um, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That, that God has an amazing plan mm. for me, for you, um, that we can't even imagine if we choose to be obedient to his call, yeah. that he is going to take us on this crazy wild adventure. Students, I know COVID has been, has been difficult for you, and I'm talking mostly to those who are graduating this year. I know a lot of you have been really in searching zone and being like, oh, like what does God have for me in this season? Like what are my next mm. steps? If you're looking for something super purposeful for your life, Right now, a relationship with Jesus is it. Mm. It's it. If you choose to be obedient to him and ask him to give you opportunities to grow in your faith, he is so faithful. He will give you those mm. opportunities. Your purpose in life is to share what God has given to you, what God has shared with you, what he's entrusted with you, and tell your personal story to your other um, college friends, to, to your other um, family members. Um, that a relationship with God is, is, is so exciting and something mm -hmm. that, that is worth sharing. Um, Maureen, we have been, this cupcake this has cupcake just, has been sitting here, has been sitting here for a while. Cupcake? Yeah. Uh, Maureen Can really loves chocolate. Yeah. Isn't it, it beautiful? It is very beautiful. It's got like the perfect drizzles of caramel and chocolate it, on top of it and chunks of chocolate. Yes. I feel like beautiful. that's kind of like your cupcake because you I'm love put it chocolate. Mm, yeah. It's been very tempting this mm -hmm. whole time not to eat yeah. this. Well, <laughs> no, well, no sharing food while no, COVID yeah, is happening, that's right? right? That's like, right, yeah. COVID. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it's one thing to to look at this cupcake and be like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's wow, perfect. they took so much time to, you know, put all the chocolate yeah. drizzle and everything like Maureen said. But it's another thing to actually, to partake in it, to, to eat it, it, to taste it. Yes, That Good would, point. you know, it's like a party in your mouth once you actually yes. bite into it. Yes. And I couldn't help but think that... Um, the idea of showing and sharing, that witness versus evangelism, yeah. that mm -hmm. like, yes, we can show who Jesus is, nicely wrapped and sweet. We can show you our lives. We can show you our lives. They might yes. look good some days like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not too often, but... <laughs> and then the whole idea, but it's so much better if to share it. Yes. And to actually taste it. We want people to be able to taste and see that God is so good in our own lives. And the only way we can do that is being obedient to um, t taking a step forward and, yeah. and, and being obedient in those opportunities that he gives us to share um, with others um, who Jesus is. Okay, so let's get practical and let's give these people some tools that mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. work on, that they can use, mm -hmm. just like we want them to be able to share the cupcake of their life with other people. How do yeah. we do that? Do so that? we're going to look at some things. That I think Crystal's got some yep. tools for you to use that are great for children. Mm -hmm. So you can lead children to Christ, things that you can teach the children so that they can use with other people. And trust me, we can use them with adults. Sometimes we need a really simple version. Yep. And we do have some adult 
resources as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. So um, the first one is called the Gospel Colors, and I'll put this in the description below um, so that you can photocopy it for your family unit. But basically, it breaks down like the whole um, good news story, the whole um, big God story on how Jesus came to earth, he died, rose again, and, and why that's so important to share. Um, and my idea would be for you to grab a box of Smarties, grab a box of M&Ms, and to allow your kids to eat one color um, per color on the on the color page, um, just to, yeah, to as in a creative, exciting way to um, get them in God's Word. You can, on the right-hand side, there's a whole bunch of passages. You might want to just choose one color a day, um, just so that they... You can build upon it in like a whole week. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven full weeks worth of scripture verses. Chocolate every day. Yeah. Oh, that that is a big (laughs) seller. That's a big seller. Anyway, so this one, and then also um, in the attachment, I'll I'll show you on in Amazon. um, They have this little pamphlet and a book called Wow. It's called The Good News, and this says the whole story of Jesus in four words. It's very easy, wow. easy, very tangible. Wow. Um, anyway, this is a great little um, pamphlet, uh, and it comes in a book form um, to Let's read see. with your kids. That just gives them tools in their toolbox to know what to say to their friends when their friends ask, like, "Who is Jesus? Why do you go to church? Like, who is this guy?" Your kids feel like they've been discipled yeah. to know what That's to cool. say to their friends. Um, and then, if uh, on your phone, there's two apps that I wanted to that that are for adults or, or youth that I want to bring to your attention. One of them is called the Good News Story, and it basically this is from Samaritan's Purse. Um, so Samaritan's Purse again, plug for them is a great resource. Um, Life, the app is called Life on a Mission. It basically gives like a whole diagram of like the whole good news story and how you would articulate that clearly and concisely to another adult or or student. Um, Another app called Tell It is a, a great resource because it helps you personalize your faith story. So that it, you're ready to share that at any time. You have it on your phone oh, wow. <laughs> to be able to be like, uh, if you get stuck, like, I don't know, sometimes you just can't help but freeze because sometimes conversations about faith come in like the most randomest circumstances, right? They don't yeah. always just come in yeah. like, let's sit and have coffee at three and talk about faith. Like, it's more like organic and like sometimes it's nice to just have things and, and you know, your phone always goes with you. So yeah. it's nice to have exactly. tools just on the fly. Um, um, to be able to to articulate the gospel, really. That's that's excellent. Um, so parents, we want to challenge you to you know take on one of these tools, and adults, we want to challenge you to yes. look up a couple. And if you have other tools that you think are great, please blow them up on our Eaglemont Church Online page. Yes, right. Eaglemont Let's Church share some resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. And um and and look at that. Um, and then before we leave. Me and Maureen just feel really passionately mm-hmm. that we want to pray okay. for you, that you yeah. would be um, empowered by the Holy Spirit and that you mm-hmm. would walk in his enablement to passionately um, reach you, the people around you for Jesus. Um, so would you bow with me? Lord, I just pray for each individual listening to this live stream right now. Lord, you know exactly where they're at. You know the journey that they're on. You know their life story, Lord, and you know how you brought them to this point to listen to this live stream now. Lord, I just know how you've been working in my life and how you have just 
been showing me <clears throat> what it means to be a witness for you, but then take that in the next step further and be bold. So Lord, I just pray for each person on that's listening, Lord, that they would walk in that boldness today. Lord, that you would put people in their mind right now who need to hear the message of the gospel, the message of the good news, Lord. And I just pray um, that they would then receive that and be obedient to you, to act on that, to not let those names just go through their head and, and run to the next thing, lunch and things after a Sunday morning stream, but Lord, that they would put that a reminder on their phone or, or, or something by their coffee maker to remind them that to be earnest in prayer for opportunities to connect with that person. And then if opportunities arise for them to be obedient in that. Lord, thank you that you enable us. You give us all the tools in our toolbox that we need. Um, if we stay close and connected and uh, spend time with you, um, we'll find everything that we need in life. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for watching our uh, message called Crucial Conversations. And I hope you have the most wonderful Sunday with your families.